We are in the throes of the political season ahead of Election Day. A lot of people are likely going to mention whether policies are good or bad for the middle class. But what is the middle class these days? Joining us now is CBS business analyst Jill Schlesinger. So, Jill, I'm surprised a lot of people have been trying to debate whether or not certain policies are good for one, let's say, class level or another ahead of the elections. Well, you know, we've always talked about how the American dream was built on this mythology around the middle class, right? You think back to, let's think post-World War II. This is really where the, the, the beginnings of this can be found. So World War II, millions of people going to uh, cross the seas. Now they're all going to come back. And the president, Franklin Roosevelt, said, wait a minute, all these people are going to come back. We got no jobs. What are we going to do for these people? And there was this big act signed into law called the Servicemen's Readjustment Act. That's what you may know as the GI Bill. And that really helped so many people because basically if they all came back and couldn't have jobs, we were basically looking at another depression. So what did the bill do? It helped um, uh, veterans with aid in the form of hospital facilities. It um, gave the ability to go to college, basically with the government on the government's dime, help them purchase homes. And you know, when you look at some of the numbers, pretty amazing. Like the the eight million veterans received educational benefits. Veterans were uh, basically responsible for buying one of every five new homes built after the war. Um, now, all this was well and good. Notably, black veterans were pretty much shut out of a lot of these benefits. Fast forward. When we look at what is the middle class and can they get their health care and child care, by the way, and can they buy a home and can they actually pay for their kids' college education? If you imagine that the median household income is now $67,500, it's hard to have, figure out how you're going to do all of those things. So the Pew Research Center said, well, just using median household income doesn't cut it. It really depends on where you live. It's a range. So if you make between 52000 and $156,000 a year, that puts you in the middle class. That's for a household of three. But, hey, if I live in Bellingham and I make $100,000, my money is going to go either not as far or farther, depending on where someone else makes $100,000. You make hundred grand in Mississippi or West Virginia, you're going to live better than you live where you live. And that's the hard part about middle class. It totally depends on where you are. Right. And and those obviously in Washington, that's the, the dollar is not going to go quite as far as it will right. say in the South. You're absolutely right with that point. What are what are some of the other states where your money would go? Let's let's say where will your money go further? Say you're considering a move. Um, probably far from the beautiful state of Washington, I hate to tell you. So, right? I mean, and this is what's tough, because you would say, well, okay, look, uh, every job, there's probably some mobility right now. The labor market's still tight. I'll go move to Mississippi, West Virginia, and Arkansas. Except my entire family is from the state of Washington, so you're not going to do that. That's the hard part. Like, you think that we're all economic, rational actors, but we're not. Because emotionally, we love where we live. I I used to live in the state of Rhode Island. It's a teeny tiny state. And I used to joke with people that, um, you know, like what a sin tax is. They put a tax on, say, cigarettes and alcohol. They say, oh, we're going to penalize you for doing bad things. I said, well, you know, when you live in Rhode Island, it's like a pleasure tax. You live in a beautiful little state, but it costs a lot to live here. So why do people live where they live? Because their family is there, because they love where they live. 
but you still want to try to see how the middle class person in wherever they choose to live can achieve, can move forward. And we are not seeing that for wide swaths of the country. A little concerning as we continue to deal with the the cost of inflation and, of course, the rising Mm -hmm. cost of living. So what would you what advice would you give for those, let's say, those in Washington who do meet that middle class criteria? What advice would you have as we approach election time? I mean, look, no politician is going to run on a platform which says, oh, my God, we have to tax raise taxes for people who make a lot more money than you. Because, you know, it's like not a popular move. but. Essentially, when you think about how much wealth has accumulated at the tippy-tippy top, right, for those Microsoft millionaires, not even millionaires, I'm talking about billionaires and gazillionaires, right? Um, If you think about how much money has accumulated there, it's so disparate from where the middle class has gone. And so if you're really thinking about middle class and how do I achieve, so much of this, unfortunately, is in your own hands. And what I will say is that given the uncertainty that we face in this economy with high inflation, the way that you protect yourself is to control what you can control. Yes, go vote for people that you believe will be consistent with your value system and will help you. But also in your own life, maybe you don't blow it out this holiday season. I'm sorry to say, I know it's the first kind of normal-ish holiday season post-COVID and that will feel good. Maybe you say, I really want to make sure I leave myself with little savings come January 15th. Maybe you say to yourself, while I still have a job, while I'm making money, I'm going to try to pay down some of my higher interest debt. I should do that right now while things are still good. And I think the third aspect of this is before you just jump for a a job that will just simply pay you more, one thing to consider is Maybe you have more security by staying where you are. Maybe you don't make quite as much money, but if a recession comes next year, maybe you're safer to stay where you are. Think about these things as you make your choices. We're coming into the fourth quarter, so a lot of things are going to be on your mind, I know, but you know, try to protect yourself. And listen to Jill, folks, our CBS business analyst, Jill <laughs> Schlesinger, joining us this morning. Jill, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you.